Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Playing the episode. That's that's how we should start. Just <laughs> the episode. Sirens in the background. It's all kicking off here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, it was interesting because I think we debated on how this episode was going to look. Because I'm trying to, and it's really hard because you just try and avoid every form of spoiler you possibly can. People just chucking shit up all the time. Um, and it's kind of like, here's a screenshot. I don't like to see the trailers beforehand, but I knew there was going to be, we're going to be in the sitcom world to some certain extent. Mm. But then I like, I don't know about you, but I'm very much a fan of jumping between. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the same. And I also avoided all spoilers, all clips, and I'm very glad that we're both back in the sitcom world, like continuing that theme as well as being in the real world and and they're finally starting to work out what's going on and we're learning so much more about the story and seeing it from both sides developing. Yeah, I'm 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 happy that it's gone this way. And yeah, like we had discussed it last week, you know, wondering how they would balance it out and uh finally got the answer, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. And it's kind of like um, it was. There was so many, so many different aspects. We're obviously going to talk about all the cool stuff, um, but I don't, I don't know. Like the the kids being able to just grow older when they grow older. Obviously, when we first come in, they're they're babies, and then suddenly they're. I think it's five years old. They reference it, don't they? That's how old they grow into. It was actually quite a long pick up from the moment this started to the moment we got the intros yeah. into the actual episode when that started coming i i was like oh is there an interference or something i was like oh no this is just the episode introduction but it happened a fair few minutes after everything else kind of kicked off so i was just a bit like oh okay yeah okay that's, that's how they're, they're going to build to it slowly but um i don't I know about you but something about I found that, yeah. I was going to say, I just found the intro like hilarious in this one as well. Like, I don't know, the 80s kind of vibe really suited it well. And was, I don't know, by the end of it, I was, I was chuckling along with it. It was just thought it was kind of a fun, yeah, you know, like they're all fun, but this one was particularly kind of enjoyable from my point of view. <laughs> I think it may be because it was more like kind of our era, even though yeah. I was too really too young in the 80s to take anything in to a certain extent from like one to four but <laughs> it it seemed slightly more familiar and there's me just sitting there going well what tv shows this from what tv shows it i'm it's probably yeah. from multiple but i'm trying to can like continually guess it i don't know if you've got any guesses in the end all i could get one thinking was the littlest hobo <laughs> um the what was that? program i i didn't actually know the littlest hobo but it was kind of reminding me a little bit of um is it like family and kids or what that i can't remember what the, the one with the 
the grandfather from Modern Family when he was um, oh, what was it called? I can't remember. But yeah, the, yeah, I, I, there was, and also a little bit of Cheers. Actually, I found was like um, like Vision's haircut. <laughs> like yeah. he had that sort of like kind of yeah, you know, go down the bar and like you know, oh, he's a bit tired after work and. Yeah, I'll have a beer with the guys, sort of vibe, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, there are, yeah, kind of different influences bubbling up in my mind. But, yeah, n- nothing really too solid. But it was, uh, it's, I, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting episode, you know, because already from, like, the beginning, you know, even though we're in the sitcom world, like, you get that kind of real weird strangeness once Catherine, you know, Hans, like, character comes in. Um yes you know on that 80s vibe but already it's kind of there's some that weird moment between the three of them um when they're in the living room and they kind of you know she breaks character and it's almost like she's acting on a set but then in character but then asking them do they want to do that again which you know we've discussed Catherine Hahn's role and in the in the series her, her characters well I can't remember what was her character's name again Agnes Agnes, that was it, yeah. Um, and, like, whether she's, like, part of the world or, like, this separate person who's kind of in it. But, like, I have to say, this episode, whilst it clarified things for the story, that kind of point was kind of confusing. Like, who is she? Is she playing along with Wanda? Is she, like, a townsperson who knows what's going on and is playing along to keep the peace? Does she know Wanda separately, you know? I mean... What do you think? <laughs> well, no, this is this is the exact thing because the way we kind of see it and it gets explained more in detail in this episode is that obviously Wanda's she's controlling people, yeah. she's create making them into characters of a sitcom, and whatever life they had beforehand, they don't have anymore because she's in control. But there's this whole and I. even I didn't read too much I know we mentioned it but I didn't read too much into it in the previous episode where her character Agnes is outside and her and I think it's uh, Herb isn't it who's like cutting through the wall and they're very much he was like you know we're here it's almost like Herb was in on it as well Mm. to a certain extent and she's like no we don't need to tell them that or tell Vision that for instance so it's like she's something I don't know. She's something different, or does she know Wanda? I'm not. Too, that's that's yeah. the kind of way you think about it because she's almost like she knows her role, and she's saying to Wanda very much in the set. Oh, well, that wasn't good. I'll do that again. Right. I, let's yeah. start this again. And it's so it's kind of like she must be in a different to me that makes me feel like she's in a different place to all the other characters i feel that there's some there might be some sort of affiliation there between her and wanda in some way that we don't know yeah exactly and the episode reveals later on yeah as you said like that people are under control and and we see the you know the the moment where vision's in in the office with his colleague and you know he kind of snaps him out and and the colleague is really panicked and in pain and yeah Catherine hahn's character does doesn't have that at all, you know, um, which is, yeah, part of the kind of intriguing elements that they're continuing on, like, I, and that's what I liked about this episode, is that we learned so much about what was going on, but then there's still, like, a lot of questions that, that you're kind of leaving in, and, and everything's not, you know, 
I don't know, like, you know, because this is the thing, you know, we were discussing last week as to whether, you know, how much Wanda's involvement in this world is. And whilst I think this episode goes, you know, very far to reveal it and show that she is controlling everything, I feel like there's something that they, I don't know, like, it, it's almost too convenient to, like, have her controlling, uh, like, may, I mean, you know, this is me just kind of spitballing, but I feel like almost there's another underlying element that whilst Wanda's in control, she's not completely because, you know, as Vision kind of says later on, she may have started it subconsciously um, and then realised and, and carries on with the, the whole show and, and you know, continuing the life uh, within that, that she's created, really. Um, but then there's kind of these other kind of questions, yeah, like Catherine Hahn's character and, and what really kicked off um, Wanda's so I mean, what created the world? I mean, yeah, it's it's. it's I'm still yeah. I'm I'm kind of you know. I'm looking forward to seeing how they like start you know, what whether there are any kind of additional elements. Um, but it's uh, yeah, and and also obviously the connection that we we start seeing more and more with Sword as well. Um, and how Wonder had you know. Um, I mean, we we <laughs> see how she kind of broke into the facility and things like that as well. And um you know rescued vision as well so it's it's yeah um um and also you know we also learn more about sword and and how they're whilst last week you know with um geraldine um and how we had seen that she was readmitted back into the organization and they seem like quite a good organization and you know the boss man is uh seems like quite a nice guy but then in this episode all of a sudden he's uh she kind of quite tyrannically come, comes across especially you know, um, against Agent Wu, who we love. Uh, I, I have to say, like, Randall Park still, he, he's just still great. Even when he's being serious, there's, like, these, like, little moments where he's just kind of saying these things and you're just like, oh, he's so funny and he's so witty. And <laughs> I love him. He's a great character and a great actor as well. Same with Catherine, uh, Kat Dennings as well. Yeah. He's, it's when there's that, that presentation isn't yeah. there and the guy from the head of sword is kind of doing this presentation on how he sees everything going forward director hayward i think it is and yeah. uh and uh agent Wu just comes in and goes well you just really uh oversimplified that statement or point or something <laughs> along those lines and i think he was like oh that's an extremely oversimplification <laughs> like uh yeah that's kind of not what's happening but okay um, and not funny but i still love the double team i love the double team of, yeah. um i mean now it's a trio isn't it because now we have monica rambo back um yeah. uh, she's like getting involved in that but jimmy Wu and darcy lewis and monica rambo is just that combination yes please yeah, let's have more yeah. of that. That these are. I'm. I feel we're going to get more of that. It's very much like a buddy team up on their side of things. But um, there's so many things that we get in this episode. It just keeps on giving you so much to go on. Yeah. In terms of like, we we were sitting very much. Obviously, they're establishing everything in the first few episodes. But in this episode, we're getting like Wanda finding vision's body right like you said breaking into sword we're also getting her come out of westview uh -huh, uh -huh, first, and uh -huh. like two two points i want to make and we'll talk about it but two quick points on wanda coming out of westview 
one, she comes about in her outfit, her main, like, yeah. should I say, superhero attire. And yeah. the second is her voice goes back to what it was before. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. She has the the accent, and yeah, and also, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean that that particular scene. Um, I mean, it answers so many questions that we had about you know the whole series, like who was controlling things and how much input is Wanda having in and on everything. And uh, I, I love that scene. Actually, I thought it was kind of like a shock to the system in terms of you know we've had this. It's all been quite similar on all sides, you know, because you've had the sitcoms on, uh, you know, within Westview and, and One Division world. Um, and then you've had the outside world where last week, you know, we had, you know, the the new Mulder and Scully, you know, kind of the comedic Mulder and Scully, you know, making a, um, making sense of it all. And now, you know, that was a really a real turning point in, in the series going quite a lot darker, I thought, you know, the fact that she kind of came out and, and confronted them and threatened them, you know, and threatened, uh, you know, uh, Hayward as well uh, with his own his own men and, and throwing the drone at them. I thought that was a real kind of statement of intent and actually showed Wanda to be quite villainous in, in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and also, I thought it was very bittersweet and quite sad uh, in terms of everything with Vision, that Vision, you know, was being kept alive in this lab and his wishes were to, to die. Um, and not be, you know, used as a weapon later on. And yeah, you know, here we are, Wonder doing exactly that, you know, going against his wishes and keeping him alive. And um, and yeah, and it's it's just kind of quite a betrayal, really. Um, which is well, quite a sad turning in a way, you know. There's so many layers, isn't there? There's so many things for you to process because it. Everyone was talking about how you just got hints of it beforehand, of it like going a slightly awry and certain things happening and then we obviously got the big reveal in the last episode but this episode it's like going into the whole psyche of it yeah. very much isn't it how Wanda's kind of this is just she feels she's had so much she's a tortured soul isn't she because she's had so much taken away from her her parents died in the earthquake then her brother dies in front of her then her boyfriend's husband dies in front of her as well everyone just dies in front of her every single time um so it's kind of like to her not taking anybody's life but even though she's controlling these people Uh and to them it's some form of torture because they're trapped within their bodies not being able to control them in any way shape or form yeah but to her it's like it's probably coming out as no, it's not real pain she's like i know real pain and yeah. this is real pain so they can handle this whilst i like build my ideal world and it's it's just there's so many interesting elements to it aren't there yeah and it almost feels that she's so kind of such a kind of obsessed with her own power and, and you know knows how powerful she is that it's like that for her, like taking this kind of small town and turning it into her own sort of plaything for her own happiness, because she has gone through so much pain that it's almost like, Meh, it's not even a big deal. You know, like she's happy to kind of put these townspeople through this kind of torturous mind control into her own little, you know, um, kind of the world that fun world that she creates. Um, or I don't know, I suppose the happy go lucky sitcom world that, you know, nothing is really too serious. And, and, and yeah, so it, with, with that, it's, it's, 
It's interesting. And uh, again, one of the kind of other elements which I thought was quite interesting is, you know, when they're uh, back in the lab and testing Geraldine's clothes and how they became sort of Kevlar and, and they adapted to that world that she was in. And they kind of suggested that, you know, ultimately, you know, she's kind of creating things within the world, which was interesting in, in relation to her, her children, like to the boys, the twins, that are they real uh, or is it just part of her kind of imagination? Will they fade away, you know, at some point or are they, uh, has she kind of made them real? You know, is she that powerful to kind of make life or, you know, um, I'm not sure. And I'm intrigued again, you know, it, 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 how powerful is she? You know, what can she do with her powers? I mean, she can like turn things and, you know, now she clearly knows what's going on and she's able to keep up this whole world and facade because before I thought she was subconsciously doing it and, and everything was just, she was mega powerful, but she didn't even recognize like how powerful she was. But now that, you know, she's been, I mean, clearly in the last episode, she's realized vision now points out to her um, in this episode. So she recognizes her power and she's happy to just continue sort of using it. But does she even realize how far it goes, you know, or do we, you know, um, in relation to the children and, you know, turning all sorts of things into um, that sort of timeline. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting um sort of direction they've taken in. And one of the other things I actually loved as well was when they send in the drone in this episode and they have to make it out of eighties materials <laughs> so that yeah. it works within her world. I thought that was, you know, once they kind of figure that all out, it was again, like quite an interesting sort of dynamic to kind of throw into it, you know, that like, okay, you have to adhere to the rules of that decade <laughs> if you want things to, to live there or exist there really. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that That was a, a brilliant little, um addition i like very much how that worked out but in regards to her powers we don't like there's that the moment which hasn't coming up because we always watch it whilst we talk about it but hasn't come up yet but there's that confrontation that she has with vision with vision at one point in the episode and and she talks about what who do you think what do you think i'm doing like controlling when everybody's like mowing the lawn and getting to their dentist appointments on time but i feel that was her saying that in the fact of yes she is yeah she yeah. is controlling all of that she's literally controlling hundreds well they say thousands don't they so thousands of people's mm. daily lives at the at the exact same time so well she I would have to because you know if, if we're staying true to the decades like obviously you know <laughs> these people are in the modern day. So these people, you know, wouldn't be able to go to like the Mac store and pick up an, you know, an iPad or something They, you know, they would have to go to the dentist or like to the grocers and, you know, do things within their decades. So she is, you know, controlling everything that they do, you know, like they only have so many options as to what they can do according to the decade and what she allows them. And, and, you know, and, and I suppose like either her kind of idea of the decade or how the town existed at that time and, and, you know, what's available there. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it's interesting because I think, you know, the whole time we've been thinking of her as like quite a victim of her like circumstances, as you were saying, like with the death of everyone and, and, uh, and how it's come to be and yeah. And just seeing her and, 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 you know, now we're kind of like seeing the, you know, the, the scene, um, where Vision's in the office with his, his colleague. Um, and the, I mean, again, this was quite a funny scene with the whole like email thing and, and you know, wanting to put a stamp on it and whatnot. Um, and 
open it with a letter opener. Yeah. But when when uh, Vision snaps his, uh, you know his his I can't remember what was his colleague name his colleague's name again. Mm. Uh, Norm, that's it. When he snaps him out of the uh, Vision, and I thought that was quite distressing actually, to be honest, and really goes to show, yeah, that Wanda has actually yeah become this this villain. Um, and and actually. The, word, the weird part is that all the characters know that they're being manipulated to some degree and that they're all suffering somewhere, but they're being made to act out these roles. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, what, what, how did you, what did you think when you kind of first saw that? I mean, it was it's quite shocking, isn't it? it? It kind of turns it, like, it goes from, like, comedy to, you know, sort of psychological thriller very quickly you know yeah it makes that turn really quickly but the one thing that i was mainly thinking about from that particular scene is about vision in in obviously vision i know we've seen him slowly like catching on to things but not really taking in it a step too far in any um way shape or form until this episode in particular but then i'm like thinking is he actually being brought back to life is he actually vision again but then he has the stone in his head which makes me feel he isn't unless in some way she's actually been able to get that infinity stone in order to rebuild him so to speak Mm. but then something obviously makes me think about that again is when they find out their dogs died by eating leaves or plants they shouldn't have eaten which just poisoned the dog and they talk about like can't you just bring it back to life and agnes's character is like you can do that and it kind of makes me feel is vision well is he just alive in this reality or is he actually back to a certain extent (coughs) and he says he obviously can't remember anything so it's like a new form of vision it's got everything about him that was originally there but it is are we going to see vision back after wanda vision finishes or in terms of when she's removed from this world or this world isn't there anymore that she's created does he go along with it because all those people will still be around they will just be back to being them they mentioned in this episode though that her powers come from the mind stone right yes it was um was it the mind stone because i feel like they mentioned that in that this episode and that kind of makes me think you know is is her power strong enough to essentially kind of bring him back to life you know um and and turn him <laughs> and yeah well you know as we said like resurrect him from the dead and make it him- is it is from the mind stone mm. good old google uh yeah. yeah they do come from the mind stone after all the experimentation that happened on her yeah, so maybe maybe he is alive, but only in this world, and the only way he can exist is in her power, you know, um, the mind stone power, you know, which is what powered him in in the first place, anyway. So maybe that's that, that's why she's so intent on keeping this world um, alive, really, because it's the only way that Vision will be alive, you know, um, and the only way that he'll not hate her because he's got, you know, she's going to against all his wishes is. By putting him into this, you know, sort of sitcom scenario where he he doesn't recognise what's real and what's not, he doesn't remember what's going on from before. They have their family life. Um, so, is that is is that the case? Hmm. 
maybe you know yeah very much maybe we don't know i mean we'll hopefully find out soon mm. but i mean it brings us back perfectly to this i just didn't expect it didn't expect wanda to just walk out of westview <laughs> i do love how she's just dragging the drone behind her and yeah. it's kind of she just goes completely into the badass version of wanda and i don't think anybody can quite believe she's just she's like there suddenly it's it's you know how strange it is in the fact that we've seen her so in so many films in multiple films but seeing her come out of westview it's almost like a new character i was like whoa we're finally seeing wanda maximoff (laughs) even though we've been watching her in all these uh, it's almost like built up to it even though it's a character we're familiar with and has been in at least four films but i've kind of that's what i felt seeing that i was like well she's finally here this is so cool this is what we've been waiting for absolutely and and exactly and as i was saying earlier like the seriousness is 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 epic and and one of the things about this scene as well when she does come out of um of westview is you know beforehand we've just seen that i mean you know she she comes out because of the drone and because the drone fired a missile at her because sword did that and Again, it's also what I like about this episode is how they first, you know, you have the kind of sword meeting, uh, and Hayward is being awkward with, you know, our beloved Wu, and we don't like that. So he is not as nice a guy as, as we first, you know, kind of had seen last week. Uh, and then him firing the missile at her is, you know, an act of aggression and it comes out of nowhere. And even, you know, Rambo doesn't know that he's going to do it. So, like, it, it lines him up as this, you know, is again another villain he's a bit of a prick to be honest you know i mean he he, there's an agenda going on for him but that's what i kind of love in this episode is that he kind of does that and then actually wonders like you know what actually if you want to see villain check this out and then just walks out kind of blows all our expectations out the water like she knows what's going on she's controlling it and no one's gonna you know take her, her, her toys away really um and yeah, I thought that was a really great turnaround. And again, you know, the way that it was shot, that scene as well, that it feels like, you know, like we were saying, it feels like the, uh, like a big old movie now, like a kind of Marvel um, film that's just, you know, being made and, and, and created. And, and uh, yeah, it was really exciting, actually. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of action we're, you know, in for for the next few episodes because... I feel like we're building up to something big, you know, with with all the sword men kind of around and the encampments, and now that you know we have aggression on both sides. I mean, you know, there are there are interesting things afoot, Mister Gazy. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm getting excited even just talking about it. Really, you know. <laughs> I just can't wait already. We've got to win a whole week for the next episode. But you're you're very right, uh, Director Hayward. He was a bit of a douche anyway, wasn't he? He but he turns like into the villain, but then yeah. Wanda takes it a notch. Well, I'd say five to ten notches up from like, no, this is a villain. Like, I, don't be fooled that I'm definitely the one in control here. And then also when she kind of goes back into um into the world into the force field that surrounds westview it's almost like it gets a extra layer of protection doesn't it mm-hmm. you see the like the the red magic that she always oh. man- makes appear when she obviously does uses her powers that kind of goes across this whole dome or hexagon 
I think is what yeah, Darcy hex. called it or something. Yeah. She, the heck, she was like, it's catching on. Um, <laughs> it's not a big deal, but I came up with that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of takes it. It makes me really excited in the fact that we've got, because originally this was supposed to be six episodes and now it's nine. Mm. So we've just gone over halfway. I feel we've got four extremely exciting episodes coming up now yeah. where really so many things could happen we could really uh, i don't we could have really experienced so much but the other thing that kind of happens is i know i'm skipping a bit ahead here but in terms of we do get obviously the confrontation between wonder and vision because he's yeah. I think losing his mind a bit in regards to what's actually happening nothing's quite making sense he's obviously becoming so much more aware mm. but then the big reveal at the end and i mean my mind was going off i'm like guessing guessing when obviously the door goes yeah and there's one at the door and it's kind of like when she first opens it there's because there's a reference to captain marvel earlier on and monica rambo's like i don't want to talk about her so there's obviously like a hostile relationship there it probably stems back to when her mother passed away uh-huh. Carol Danvers wasn't there for her at that particular time or something along those lines but you kind of see her open the door and it's almost like there's a glow some sort of gold glow to a certain extent I'm like oh is that Captain Marvel because she obviously oh. had the glow around her and, and and then you pan around and you get grey hair and initially I'm like oh my god is this Captain America just oh. old is this old <laughs> in america like where are we going with this now and they're like and they're like who else has got gray hair is this general uh is it ross or something um like who who else do i know who's got gray hair and then of course the big reveal is it's her brother played by peters who plays the role of pedro maximoff in the fox 20th century fox x-men films so it's the first crossover uh-huh. from a character coming from the Fox universe. Well, yeah, because Deadpool has, we know Deadpool's coming into Marvel, but in uh-huh. terms of that film, it hasn't been made yet. So, in terms of visually on screen, here we go. This is the first mutant yeah. crossover. Even though Wanda in some comics, I think she's a mutant as well, but, or she isn't a mutant. She's slightly different. I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to go back into my comic details for that one. But yeah, it's it's like, I mean, I yeah. don't think anyone, I never saw any of all the kind of uh, leaks that I tried to avoid. I don't think I ever saw a name drop of Evan Peters being featured in it. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. It was, I, I was racking my mind wondering who the hell it was as well, when, you know, with the, uh, the kind of grey hair uh, from the back. And then seeing it, it was, uh, yeah, it, a, a good direction to go in. You know, it's, it's. I mean, it's got it opens up so many possibilities as well. I also really like when Cat Dennings is like, "Oh my god, she recast her brother." You know, <laughs> um, I thought that was a funny little uh, moment as well. Um, but yeah, this episode really does kind of blow open a lot of things. I mean, now I'm just seeing like the the confrontation between uh, Wonder and Vision, and this was. Uh, Again, you know, I find a lot of elements within this episode very, uh, quite sad, really. You know, it, it's just, you know, 
the fact that Vision has no idea what's going on, he can't remember anything, and and he's sort of, you know, uh, as we were saying earlier, that he had all these uh, requests, or you know, um, he had of what was to be done with his body after he dies, you know, and to ensure that it doesn't get into the wrong hands and he's used against him, and and you know this this you know this scene was a real. I mean, just quite emotional between them. And, and I mean, the whole kind of sitcom vibe, you know, whilst they're still in it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just getting so much more dark. It just, it feels like this, this such a dark un, undercurrent, you know, from the whole thing that it's, uh, yeah, I love the kind of, the, the way that it's, it's the, the scenarios are kind of put against each other, that you have this kind of 80s. And obviously, you know, like all the 80s sitcoms as well, are kind of like, you have that weird kind of happy-go-lucky, I mean, well, all sitcoms, you know, throughout the decades do, but within the 80s, I don't, there was this real kind of happy energy vibe, you know, to them. It's the same with 80s movies that they're like, you know, it's that kind of fun, like, fancy free and, you know, young guy goes to the big city and has a great time. And, and so, like, with this 80s episode, like, the fact that it's so kind of dark and depressing, it's like, wow, this is, you know, I, I love the kind of the way that they juxtapose against each other. Um, and, yeah, like, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't know. I feel that this is going to be a, a central theme going forwards as well, like the the kind of undoing of um, vision as well, and and his, you know, the realization of where he's at and and his condition and and yeah, and the fact that kind of well, one day is kind of becoming this villain, and he's going to have to. I, I feel like there's going to be some sort of confrontation there, perhaps a, a you know. A quarrel, a quarrel of lovers, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you also get the when you get the return of uh, Pietro in terms of just before, she kind of admits to Vision that she doesn't know how this started, oh. and her her real shock, what it seemed shock when he returns as well, um, is kind of like so somebody else's. I feel somebody else's affecting this in some way though it's like it's not a hundred percent wanda maximoff here it's very much like there's someone else involved to some extent i don't know what extent but there's there's an ulterior motive i feel going on in the background here and i don't know what that ulterior motive is you know maybe it's an introduction of more mutants i don't know maybe we get a a big mutant like Magneto who's very tied to Wanda in the comics. Uh, but there's this, if I very much feel that there's a huge, it, whether it's either someone else or she's just not in control of all her powers, there feels like there's another element alongside what Wanda is creating that's going along here. And that's, what's really exciting to know what that might be. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of coming back to that, you know, scene where um, Agnes is burying the dog, um, and they talk about, um, you know, the fact that she kind of is able to bring things back to life. But that, I thought that was quite, a, uh, you know, again, you know, it, it raises questions about Agnes's character and and the influence she's having on Wanda and and the world and that sort of suggestibility and whether she's, yeah, within. And, you know, we had seen with Norm kind of snapping out of it, and clearly Agnes is not within that the world as Norm is. So is she kind of like a character who's 
leading or trying to suggest things or reveal to wonder about death and bringing things back, you know? Um, Cause yeah, as we were, you know, we saying like, it, there's this, it feels like there's kind of more at play um, than w- what has been revealed so far. And I felt that that was just like a, a quite a, an interesting element to kind of put in and whether, you know, how symbolic it is in terms of, you know, the, well, the whole thing with vision and, and the family and, and, and obviously the sons and them growing up and also maybe think as well, like the fact that the sons are growing up so quickly and at a rate that they're able to sort of control themselves. Does that mean that we're going to get some tragedy with, with the children and, and wonder and, and will she have to bring them back too? are they real? Are they not? You know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, or, do, or do they, would they disappear with the world she's created? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or every time that they age up, are they just aging up to different children that she is controlling? Yeah, and this is the thing: is that is is there more tragedy on the horizon for Wonder? You know, and it, it, yeah, and, and that's why I kind of and this was a great episode as well. Like and, uh, overall, I mean, they you know we we got like a lot of the elements that we kind of love from the previous four and. There's been so many new elements introduced that it, it's <laughs> like kind of right away, you know, from the the children to, you know, her brother coming back to vision, knowing what's or kind of working out what's going on that that now that we have four episodes left, it feels like it's going to be, a, you know, as we said, like an action packed next four episodes, it's going to be a lot of things that they're going to have to cover. Um, you know, we're going to reveal more about the world and the operations of it. Uh, these new characters and their sort of significance to, you know, wonder and vision and and yeah and and how will and will wonder and vision kind of come head to head you know eventually and 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 battle it out you know for for you know from vision the greater good and for wonder for her own good you know um so yeah it's 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 wow i mean you know this is what i've been loving about this series is that like every episode you just have no idea what's coming next but the more you watch the more the more i'm getting into i'm 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 you know, after last week, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, as we've said, you know, the first three episodes were great and doing the sitcom stuff, awesome. But this sort of turnaround and the way it's just building out, I, I'm, I'm finding it really exciting uh, as a series. It's really well made, really well done. And, and also starkly different to what we've got from Marvel before, which is, is quite welcome, you know. I mean, we've had so many kind of, you know, so many films from them that it's... Uh, it's nice that they're they're having fun with it and 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 toying with these ideas and and trying things out. I, I think it's uh it's bold and it, it's it's good. It's welcome to be honest. You know why not why not do something different like this and and build out the world and bring in other characters from other universes and crossovers and all sorts. I mean they have fun with it, you know, and and we're kind of having fun with it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, there's so many different things in this one which just leads so many more questions, which is great. But there's so much to look forward to how long we're going to be in sitcom world or we're going to be in sitcom world right till the very end until it all just everything goes nuts. It's going to be really interesting to see what role Evan Peters plays in the next episode and for the remaining episodes. It's really interesting to see what other characters are going to be brought in there's a slight... I can't think of who this character is currently, 
but I know it's probably going to be like, oh, it's that person. But there's a moment where Monica Rambeau's character says, I know a really good um, aero yeah. space engineer. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to know who that aero, who is that aerospace engineer. I can't think off the top of my head who it is. And I'm I'm very much one of those people. I know, like, if people don't get it, they look into all the Easter eggs and they dig it all up. I do that stuff, but usually after, uh, like, a series is concluded because I just don't want to spoil anything too much. I love being surprised watching it as it comes out and just taking it for what it is there and there, not having, a like, a document of information ahead of each episode going... Well, I've heard this person peers up and this person peers and this person peers and this happens. And then when it happens going, yep, thought so. It's like, I just, I can't do it like that. I just, I want to be as fresh as possible. So I'm not going to look up who that person might be or what all the people or what 10,000 people think it might be. I'm just going to wait and see. <laughs> Don't you dare, Ben. Don't you dare. I ban you from looking at yeah. it. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put you in your own Westview if you do that, you know. <laughs> I'll come over to your house and force you to act out old sitcoms. Yeah. I'll take the 80s, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's, it's funny with the sitcom um, decades because, like, we've got four episodes left now. So the next one will be 90s, then 2000s, 2010s, and then there's, like, the modern day, I suppose. So will they continue it up to the modern day? Uh, you know? I hope not. Yeah, well, I mean... To be honest, sitcoms in 2010s, I mean, I suppose it would be like a modern family style sitcom, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I would kind of prefer it to stop in the 90s at, at the highest, I think, because it's just the big nostalgia factor, isn't it? I think the closer they get to the modern day, the closer I'm like, nah, we already see that on telly. Well, the 2000s aren't nostalgia though these days, aren't they? It's like, that's well, 20 years, Ben. <laughs> we're old 20 years of our lives oh my god <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do the sitcom stuff going forwards but I agree with you though like I'm also very keen on not reading anything and just really enjoying these episodes and, and then afterwards going and be like and doing all the back research and be like oh my god this person from there and oh and then you can just like form your own sort of theories and but you know nothing is certain um and that's why, again, you know, you don't want to assume too much because there's been already so many kind of surprises thrown up from the series that even whatever you, you think is going to happen, it might, you know, uh, you might be surprised, really. So let's be surprised together. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, well, actually, I was going to say, so see you next Friday. We are going to dump two more episodes ahead of next friday because we uh, as we've spoken before we're big monster fans and we're big jurassic park fans oh, there's yeah. been an animated series on netflix called jurassic world camp cretaceous i believe that's the full title um when initially i mean we're going to talk about this but when initially hearing about it i was like oh that's going to be like a cool kids thing i don't know if i'll watch it or not and then i did watch it one time and i was like i actually really enjoyed this a lot more than i thought i was going to uh -huh. they dropped both seasons i think within within the six months of each other i believe so we're going to do two episodes one on each season for that and we're going to drop them during the week leading up to friday so there's so much content coming your way so 
there will be two more episodes before we do Friday's episode when WandaVision comes up. So we'll see you guys probably, I don't know, like Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday or Thursday, but we'll see you guys during the week, guys, and then we'll see you Friday. Yeah, love you. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Elder Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Thank you.